0: Welcome to the Digitally Native podcast, a podcast that explores what it means to be digital and to live digital lives. I'm your host, Fungai, and together we will explore a range of topics and trends around digital and social media and digital innovation. So grab a drink, buckle up, and let's get right into it. So here goes nothing. I have procrastinated about this podcast for many months now, um, you know, trying to get the perfect thrust of it, trying to figure out what my point of view would be um, and my perspective around the digital space. Um, And ultimately, I realized that I was probably trying to do far too much um, or trying to pigeonhole myself a little bit too much. Um, given that I am a person who has engaged with the digital space for many years and in different capacities. Um, And so I finally have landed today at a place where I feel, firstly, um, I think, and most importantly, that, you know, it's important to just put out what you feel um, intuitively and instinctively makes sense, um, to engage with and rather than try to have too much of a structure and and an idea about where, um, a new project can go. Um, and ultimately I think that any new project that allows itself the space and freedom, um, to grow and to, to become whatever it wants to become, um, ultimately that's, um, probably the best project to to start. So here goes nothing. Um, welcome to the, digit, ugh, the digitally native podcast. Um, yeah, it's a little bit of a mouthful. Um, and this is my very first episode of this podcast. I have very minimal experience in podcasting and audio recording, uh, but I realized that if I kept waiting to get everything perfect, I wouldn't start at all. So you start where you are and, you know, you keep going from there. Um, So for me, I think just looking back on the years that I've been in the digital space, it feels almost impossible for me to imagine that when I started out as a a young um, woman who was just trying to find a voice online, that all these years later, the digital space would grow in the ways that it has grown, would evolve into um, all the different conversations and um, spaces that it it, it has now become so important in. Um, And so I think that starting with my story, um, and, and how I got into the digital space is really important for me as a point for you to understand why I am doing this project and why I am going to be bringing other people to talk about the digital space with me um, and really just situating myself in, in the sea of podcasting um, and, and letting you know a little bit more about my, my impetus for, for joining this, this podcasting space. So my story starts, oh, how many years ago now? Far too many years to count. But um, my story, I think if I start from the digital place of my story, I would be doing you a disservice. My story starts much earlier on. Um, I've always been a person who enjoyed writing. Um, But I think more than enjoyed writing, I've always been a person who found writing to be an avenue for my expression. Um, Anyone who knows me will vouch for this. Um, Anyone who knew me in high school will vouch for this in particular. Um, I was not a very expressive um, teenager. I was very quiet, um, shy almost, and very withdrawn. Um, And the one thing that I found as an avenue to engage with people was my writing. Um, and and I, I remember writing notes across the years of high school with different people. Um, sometimes it was people I didn't speak to. Uh, I didn't have real conversations with them. But then, you know, sometimes I'd be sitting there in, in maths class or in some dead time in English class or whatever class it was. And I'd just write these little notes. And I'd ask people to tell me about their weekends or what was going on um, in their lives. And it's a really interesting thing how when you write things down and express them to people or you observe things and you reflect them back to people, they, they engage back with you. And so I I was the person in my class who probably knew a lot more about your know, people's fears, their excitement, things of excitement or things that, they didn't necessarily have an outlet to express, um, because we would engage in the written form. It was almost like um, journaling, um, a public sort of journal. Just not a public journal, but a, a I guess a journal that you shared with somebody, and then somebody else, you know, kept kept uh, kept it going. Uh, the one of the closest friends I had in high school, um, Uh, She was a very thoughtful, mature uh, teenager and and just very, very gracious with her time and her energy and her space. And we had this very... um, very deep connection through writing each other letters. So sometimes we wouldn't speak in class all day, but then in the evening, we'd write each other a letter about um, our observations about the day or whatever was bothering us or whatever was filling us with excitement or joy and that sort of thing. Um, and and that was a that was a coping strategy for me at that point in time um, in high school, throughout high school to to give myself the space to, engage with people on a on a very personal level um, and, and and to I guess supplement uh, the lack of a, a voice a vocal or a, an audible voice um, through through words on a page I, I also kept a journal I was have always been a person was and have always been a person who likes to put down my own thoughts to myself and for myself. And so I guess having that inner world of thinking and thoughts made the idea of blogging, when blogging became something that people uh, were talking about at the time, something of a, of, of a great endearment to me. It meant I could have my voice out there but I didn't necessarily have to be speaking out loud. I mean, I've, I've worked on it many years. I didn't, For many years, I was not comfortable having any kind of public um, dialogue. I did not like to do public speaking, but I, I trained myself to become more confident um, and more articulate in that, in that uh, format. But at that point in time, I didn't really want to be speaking out loud too much. And so blogging was this continuation of this journaling that I did with myself, but it was also this journaling that I had done with a lot of people I'd gone to school with, where I created this interface um, of, of engagement where I would write something that meant something to me and hope in the same way that, you know, I sent these notes out to people I went to school with, that someone would write back and share something of of, a, of an equal or a similar intimacy to them. And so this is really where my journey into the digital space began. Um, and from this place of wanting to connect but also um, from a place of wanting to connect in a very certain way. Uh, At that point in time, I was already writing for other outlets and media. And I remember that um, I'd been writing a lot of articles for local newspapers, but there was always this sort of standoff um, between the editorial policies, which are still very conservative, and my desire to articulate things that was for many of those um, there was those editorial teams felt confrontational or too radical or out there, and so I remember that my first blog blog post was um, kind of excerpts from an article that had been edited to become something that I didn't really recognize as my own writing because it had lost a lot of its shape and form. And so I started taking my little bits of writing and and putting them down together um, and and, and then posting them on on my blog. Um, And I, I found a lot of people engaging with what I was writing then because I guess we all want to read something that's different, or we want to read something that has a very personal perspective. It might be because it's somebody we know who wrote it. Um, It might be because it's something we've thought about saying ourselves, but haven't felt courageous enough or um, haven't felt supported enough to speak about and so that's really how blogging became this really important part of my life. Um, my blog was called Fungai Neni, and you know, it's a play on my name, Think with me. Uh, my name means to think. And so Fungai Neni is think with me. And I was so committed to that blog. It, it, it's it's wild how, The bold and brave new era of the digital space offered so many people um, just this outlet to have a voice and a medium and a platform of their own. Um, And I remember at that time, a few of my friends were blogging as well. And it was very fortuitous to have that community because it, it meant the difference between consistency and this kind of, you know, having an erratic interest in blogging and it was it was just an an amazingly different time i mean this is when twitter is still a bit of a village people are not as active and vocal at that point in time um and most times when you have a blog post the way you promote it or advertise it is you go into facebook and you send this long you know you type in a different people's email Usernames, and then you send them all this blast of here's my latest blog post, um, and and or else people are are getting your RSS feed, and you know I I I, I started doing this between jobs as a way to keep myself active and occupied, um, but once I started working again, I was you know, I just kept going with the blog. It, it just became something I enjoyed so much. It was, It was like having these thoughts that you wanted to express, but that you didn't have an outlet for. But that then you then created one for yourself to be able to actually say, oh, this is a burning thought for me, and I'd like to express it. And I think that is the human condition, is that we ultimately want to express, we want to engage, we want to connect, and we want to feel less alone. We want to feel that the thoughts that we have are not isolated or are not strange. And and that was, that was the magic of blogging. But I think uh, also the magic of blogging was the connections that I made that were completely unexpected. So, I mean, there were people in the community, in my blogging community that, you know, I I knew them personally, so they would support your work more because they knew you and you knew them, so you'd support their work as well. But I have a few stories of people that I have engaged with or that I engaged with through my blog that um, are still very intriguing and very heartwarming. Um, the first is, um, someone who I, I never got to really know what they looked like or who they were. Um, but their name was Itzi R, if I remember correctly. And this was someone based in Spain. And, um, She used to read my blog quite a lot. She used to comment a lot. And I think she'd found it from, um, at that time, you know, uh, platforms like WordPress and Blogger would promote blog posts at different points. And I remember I once got freshly pressed, which was like a big deal on WordPress when your blog is featured on their top 10 blog posts of the day or something like that. And I got so much traffic on that blog post. I can't remember what that blog post was but i think that's where it's r would have found me from i'm not so sure it might be from another writing community that i was involved at at that time but it's you know was always always there always engaging and then i remember we we added each other on facebook it's r never had a, a photo of herself but then uh, you know i i just used to interact with her and I think there was also something. There's something to be said about the the trust that the early years of the digital space um, nurtured. You would talk to people that you didn't know, you didn't have an image of, but then you trusted that they were genuine because you know if they're engaging with your content, they they must have a genuine interest. But yes, I I had a little bit of an interaction with her on. Um, On Facebook and then at some point she she asked for my physical address because she wanted to send me something and she sent me this handmade very beautiful lilac colored card which had shells that she'd picked um, on the beach um, in her village where she lived in Spain and she'd written this letter and said you know it's really so great to connect with you and to to have this opportunity to share thoughts and experiences and to get to know each other through space and time. And I still have that card to this day because it reminds me of this power of the digital space and how, you know, in as much as there's so much going on at this point in time in the digital space, how it still allows for very intimate, genuine interactions to emerge and the second person that I, um, I also engaged with at that time, and that and and the interesting thing about this person is, she was someone who knew someone else that I knew who blogged. So Delta Milayondo, who started blogging around the same time, a friend of mine, and um, she knew her. They had done a fellowship program together, and because everybody in the small community. Um, posted or reposted each other's work you started to know other people's work through you know the the community that you were a part of and so she found my blog through knowing Delta and Delta's reposting of my content and you know we started to also interact quite quite frequently I became um, Facebook friends with her and I remember that and she's Cameroonian she's based in Cameroon Uh, was based in Cameroon at that point in time. Um, And she once had a, I think there was a church convention that was happening um, in Zimbabwe of uh, of Cameroonian delegates. And so she sent one of the delegates with a gift for me. Um, And it was this beautiful um, woven bag and purse. It's very beautiful. And I still have them to this day. And a letter again saying, you know, it's so great to connect and please keep writing, keep keep thinking with us. And those were really the the perks or the benefits or, or the moments that I think everyone in that space and time engaged with um, because you know, this is free work that everyone is doing. I mean at that point, I mean, still, a lot of people to this day are on social media and they're producing content, and they're not influencers, and they're not trying to get um, any monetary benefit from 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 their sharing. Uh, but obviously, this is a very different time where um, the era of influencers has not arrived, and um, it's it's still very much community based work, unless you are a blogger for a. Um, an outlet or you are a professional blogger who's actually monetizing your content and finding ways to make revenue through advertising and other streams. And so, you know, all those little moments, I think, kept a lot of small bloggers going. You know, this this idea that you could be speaking to somebody far across space and time and, and you could have a very genuine connection with them and you could have um, a really enriching conversations and even develop a kind of friendship, a, a connection with them um, and, and and begin to know them in certain ways and And this is uh, this still holds true for me, I think uh, with a few of those people, um, Lily, for instance, the the Cameroonian that I gave as an example, I still am connected with her. I know what's happening generally in her life, you know from Facebook. Posts and the like. I did, however, lose contact with Itzi R. Uh, um, and I often wonder where she is and what where she went to. Um, but you know, I'm really grateful for those experiences and those encounters. Um, and so, really, when I think of this blog, this podcast, not this blog. <laughs> Um, When I think of this podcast, and, you know, it's interesting that I did go back to this blog (laughs) because I think I do think of this podcast as an extension of of my blogging days. I think of it as, again, this um, space to assess, analyze, think through, talk through, walk through different aspects of being digital and what it means to be digital at this point in time um, with so many shifts and changes happening in the digital space and so I think of I think of this as a space to have conversations um, meaningful conversations about the history and the future the present of the digital space but I think it's also really important for me given the context and background that I've already offered to um, to emphasize that um, my thrust and my uh, area of focus and interest has always been in the social aspects of the digital space. And I feel that those those aspects tend to be overlooked a lot of the times within um, practices of the digital, within organizations, within schools of thought around digitality. There tends to be a focus on... Um, Data science, um, quantitative aspects of data, how we can quantify it, how we can make sense of it um, in numerical terms or um, show graphs and charts and things that show what this means rather than to really look at the social aspects of of the digital world. And what I've learned um, from really trying to understand who I am and how I position myself in the digital space is that I'm a digital sociologist. Um, and, you know, sociologists are naturally interested in social relations, social dynamics of life and of of phenomena. And I am very much more interested um, in the social dynamics of the digital space, what it means... Um, I'll give this as an example, if if I'm not being clear enough. But there's so many different ways that one can look at a moment. So let's take for example a hashtag. So you can take apart a hashtag, and you can you know look it up. Get go on go to Twitter. Try to get um, Twitter to sell you data sets, um, of of a hashtag so that you can see how a hashtag grows, where it starts from, where the nodes are, um, who the connections are between different nodes of a, you know, how does something become viral from where it starts in, you know, one city and then goes to the next place and then hops to the next place and then becomes globally viral, which tends to be a lot of the research that happens around um, social media dynamics. But I'm less interested in, Figuring out that bigger picture of how things become viral in a numerical or statistical way that we can show um, visually. I'm more interested to understand well what was the first tweet, and then who retweeted it, and you know what were the highest reaching tweets, and you know what were they saying, and what does this show us about why people engage with different phenomena and why people want to speak publicly in these spaces about different issues and different phenomena and I think that just really goes back to my general interest um, with, with my writing. So it's, it just so happens that I have lived in an era where the digital has become important but ultimately if you strip away everything my intention has always been to use my writing and my ways of expressing and communicating to engage with other people. And I have just used the tools of the digital to do so. And so I, I really see myself in that way more than I see myself um, in in the conventional idea of what it is to be a digital practitioner. It's a challenge it's a it's a it's a bit of a challenge to um, to exist in space in that way because there is a a normative way to be a digital commentator or a digital practitioner um, and I sit somewhere outside of that convention or that norm and I I look more at community building and um, engagement and how identity how one explores and navigates their identity by being digital and and you know how people um, express themselves in those ways that's of far more utility interest and importance to me personally as a as a as a digital uh, native to 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 get a sense of and so really I just offer this as um, an introductory idea of what I'm doing with this podcast and um how I envision myself carrying it out Um, sometimes I think there will be a little bit more of a storytelling element to my podcast um, episodes and sometimes you know there will be a little bit more of an information sharing um, thrust to to what I'm expressing but ultimately it's it's all links back to how these phenomena that, you know, we we engage with start to shape a lot of who we become and start to um, give us a new lexicon, so to speak, to express and to be. Um, all my hashtags, uh, not hashtags, all my handles, I think, across um, every social media platform that I'm on are Fungai just being. And, um, that started off from my Twitter account many years ago. And I, you know, just wanted to just be, I just wanted to be. And I think this is the constant exploration that I continue on, which is what it means to just be, um, and just being, just being digitally. Um, so Yes, I hope that this has been a useful introduction to to the podcast. Um, Obviously, first episode and not entirely sure what um, to pinpoint. Um, But I thought it was important for me to start with sort of setting my own story about the digital space, which I will continue to share as I go. Um, But also my position in the digital world and how I see um, my digital practice and um, why I think it's important, why I think it's important to have an engagement with the social dynamics, the social the social and relational components of what it means to, to, to exist in the digital space. So I look forward to having robust conversations with different people from different uh, points of view um, around the digital space, And yeah, I just, just wanted to put this out there and get the ball rolling. So I really look forward to you joining me on this journey and, uh, let's keep going.